I'm Hannah. I'm Sheena. And I'm Lori. And this is Cemetery Row. Woohoo! Woo! That was a genuine woohoo. I missed you guys. Happy belated fourth, everybody. Right? I hope you have all of your fingers. I saw it was an insane number of kids that had went to the hospital with injuries in Memphis. It was like 20 something, 30 kids or something. I'm like, y'all, don't let the babies play with fireworks. I know. Like, please be careful. Did y'all do anything fun for the fourth? I spent a total of 16 hours round trip in a car <laughs> with, my, with my dad and my two children uh, <laughs> going to visit my grandma in Kansas City. Um, and it was, we it was wonderful. love Kansas City and this, this is a pro Kansas City podcast. <laughs> yes. No, I absolutely love Kansas City. The drive, not so much because of yeah. course, every time we would drive through a town, as soon as we would be out of town, Bonnie would say, I got to go poop. Oh my God. <laughs> and then she couldn't poop. Of so course, we, we made travel of makes stops. you constipated. Yeah, we yeah. made a lot of stops for Bonnie to sit on a potty and tell me to turn around and not look at her. <laughs> oh, bless her. She's modest. Yes, she is. So, But yes, it was very nice. She got to meet her great grandma. Very yeah, good. My wonderful, beautiful, fantastic grandma, Zuline. I love I that name. Say, please say her name. Zora Zuline. Zora Zuline. Oh my God. I love it. That is perfect. 93 years old and name. sharp as a tack. I love that. Love yeah, it. She is. Mm-hmm. So, I love so, yeah, grandmas. Grandmas are I do the best. too. Are. Mine um, is hanging up in her picture staring at me uh, right now. Yeah. I've, I've actually been thinking lately I'm going to clean off a shelf and make like a um, ancestor altar. And oh, like absolutely! Pictures yeah. of like my parents and my grandparents and my aunt. I've got mine. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be cool. I just want to make sure I'm. I do it thoughtfully. I'm not. Trying yeah, to I have to get a there just for the good picture of, of Joe to print out. I haven't. Yeah, he's got some good ones, so I have to go through there and find them. Well, hey, speaking of photos, yes, <laughs> I was just telling the girls this, and I thought I'd share it with our listeners. Hi, listeners. Um, I've been going through boxes upon boxes upon boxes of family photos and trying to organize them, and there are a ton of photos that my dad took. He was kind of an amateur photographer, um, and I'm so thankful that he took photos of everything he took photos of because I did not expect to find so many photos of my mother, and there are so many, and I'm so thankful that Aww, he would catch her off guard because <laughs> in none of them is she, she does not pose. She's not looking like he, he took them secretly. You can tell, love that. Anyway, but in doing all of that, digging through these photos, he took a lot of photos on his travels, which he traveled a lot for work. Um, But I remember when I was little, we went down to like Vicksburg, Natchez area. And I don't remember what for. All I remember about that trip really is that we stayed on a hotel on the river. So we got to see the river and it was like, oh yeah, look, we, we it's the Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Like, Just a different part of it. Just a different <laughs> part. But um, there's a picture of the sign going to the McRaven house, which I covered in our haunted house episode back in May. And I was like, wait, did we go to this? Like I had no memory of us going to the house. I think my dad maybe just took a sign of the photo of the sign. I don't know, but I just thought it was so cool. I was like, um, I literally felt like I picked this house out of the blue for the episode and then synchronicity yes. and then here it is showing up. So it's never as know. random as you think. 
It's weird. But also, I love it. the only other thing I'm going to share is um, I'm working on some more stuff for Elmwood Cemetery. So always visit Elmwood Cemetery in Memphis. You might see me out there cleaning stones or something. I don't know. But if you want to take a ghost tour, take a ghost tour with me with Backbeat Tours. I am typically your Monday night tour guide. Sometimes I'm Friday or Saturday, but usually on Mondays. So if you want to do that, if you're in Memphis and you want to take a ghost tour and learn about all kinds of terrifying ghosts in downtown Memphis, join me. Do it. And tip well. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, That's how Um, Sheena gets her ink. Yeah, it literally is. <laughs> Which I'm like, there's there's a um a flash thing happening, not now, but it's gonna happen in a couple of weeks of um it's a fundraiser for Memphis libraries. Oh. And so all of the flash pieces are book related. <gasps> and an artist who did, if I'm not mistaken, my very first tattoo ever, has the most adorable little flash piece of a ghost reading a book. And I'm like, is there you anything have to have more is there anything more Sheena? You, you got to send me the link because I, I want to look and I'll get one with you if they. Yes. I'm dying to get, I don't know if I'm oh going God, to, so but I'm cute. thinking about, I'm like, I just have my, these two big, not big ones, but well, the one on my arm is big, but like, I just healed up because we got well, ours a month ago. You're in the mind, you're in the mindset now, man. I you, am. You, you got it. You got it. Yeah, um, yeah, because so. I know there's a Friday the 13th in October, so I'm kind of keeping an oh, eye because I, I know they always do like the Friday the 13th yeah, flash, do. and so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I uh, yeah. I I told my grandma I said you need to start sending me birthday cards again because she used to send me birthday yeah. cards with money, and I I'm like I don't need your <laughs> money, I just want your signature. Yep. So yep. I can get because I want to get it tattooed. Like I'm gonna. I think yeah, I'm that's gonna how I have. Um, yeah. my grandma. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I told her, I said, my friend Hannah has, has a note from her grandma on her arm and I want one. I, I'm going to get one from you and I want one from my dad and my mom yeah. so that, you know, when they're gone, I, I have that, that memory. And yeah. you know. mm-hmm. heck, I want to get Sawyer, uh, to write his name and get it yes. tattooed underneath his. I've seen those. Those are so cute. so cute. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a little space under the tattoo I got for him and I'm like, I just, put his signature under there his little funny kid I signature love it oh i, I love, love if you're a tattoo too. artist and you're listening yes and you're in the memphis area <laughs> get a hold of us or if you're in chicago because yes. i'm up here yes, well exactly. so i i am waiting so my favorite favorite tattoo artist of all, I, I know i'm getting off track but no, okay. favorite tattoo artist katie mcgowan who's mm-hmm. been on ink master she's just i love her work um her books have opened but i'm gonna have to wait because i can't like my b i wanted her to do but um I just, I was like, anyone in your shop that is interested, yeah. I will do. I can't afford you right now. Right. Um, and I love the Amy Lynn Colson, for those of you um, who might be interested. She's fantastic, fantastic uh, artist. Um, but her, the way it looks, Katie's books open like every three months. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can start putting money back. Yep, absolutely. And then I'm just going to be like, look, I don't care what it is. This is what I like. Like, I like otters. I like this. I like this. I just want maybe like, cause she does gorgeous mandalas. I'm not crazy oh, about yeah. mandalas, but hers are just her line. She's, I bet they're beautiful. She is beautiful, beautiful work. And I'm like, I don't care. I just want something from you. See, Absolutely. I was that way with Anthony from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, 
I think his Insta is like Anthony Inc. or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, he did a guest spot up at Underground Art in Memphis and he did my skull. And what ended up, what I ended up getting was nothing near what I went in imagining. Thinking, yeah. Thinking right. He took it to a whole nother level and it looks so cool and I love it so much more than what I had in mind. Yeah. So a lot of times when you give your artists that freedom, they oh the just, the same oh, with yeah. my the same with yeah. my bee amy lynn like i i said i want a cute queen bee yeah. and it was the cutest fucking new school bee i'd ever seen so in my cute. life and then she's like what are you what are your daughter's favorite colors and i was like well she you know she's a girl she likes pink but my favorite color is purple and she just went for it and she got the pink yeah. And it's the cutest fucking thing. But it yeah, is. no, I'm definitely gonna gonna try to get um the day I was there, Katie was doing a giant Furby on this girl's. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And I was like, Shoot. Oh, I want to be that girl's friend. Yes. So so one day I will uh save up enough money. Uh and it's in Little Rock and it's the cutest little like just in any of the artists there. It's um oh shit. Now I'm forgetting the name of the place. Um, we'll post it. Yes, but like fantastic work it's just super clean super nice um just a wonderful little uh tattoo parlor in little rock arkansas um and yeah i mean i want to go back just to spend the weekend in little rock because it's such a neat little town um, i haven't been to little rock in ages love spell that's the name of it love spell oh, tattoos cool. yes. oh how cute so, the- anyway. my favorite fragrance from victoria's secret oh same same and i was gonna say to the guy that did my tattoo the the skull that i was bragging about mm-hmm. he is on insta is anthony inc co mm-hmm. um if you're in hattiesburg and sometimes he comes to memphis sometimes he travels cannot recommend him enough he was He's so cool. Yeah, your skull is gorgeous. It, yeah, I, it see, was that's really not, good. That's not my style or, or co- like, not yeah. that I think I would like, but it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. I was really it, impressed with exactly, this color. And, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I told him, I'm like, my favorite colors are corals and pinks and oranges and yeah. you know, maybe a little red. And he went to town, and it's perfect. I'll um, I'll send you, uh, so when we get ready to put, maybe we can just do a separate post. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we can, po- Here's can post your skull. tattoo information. Yes. Yeah. We, can post, we can post your skull, my B, yeah. and then uh, tag the artist in their uh, yeah. studios because. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, y'all. Anyway. <laughs> tangent, so tangent, we'll speak tangent. tangents. We kind of <laughs> have that for this week. Um, since it was holidays and Lori was traveling, we're doing a grab bag. So you're getting a bunch of random stories. Yes. Um, a lot of fun stories. So Absolutely. sit back and have some fun in a cemetery and and tune in to these stories. And Luhu, I think you're kicking us off. Yes, because I've got three small ones because I really struggled as I always <laughs> I mean I'm not surprised uh, that I struggled, but uh, so the one I was initially thinking of doing, we're going to hold for next week and we'll share yes. what that's about at the end of the episode. But so I decided I had so much fun with our last grab bag doing the the haunted cemetery statues that I'm going to do that again. Um, sadly, a lot of the stories are just, you know, I don't have a lot of information or details uh, like I did last time where I was able to kind of un unearth the true story but these yeah. are still fun and you know if you're in these areas uh check it out so our first stop on my haunted, haunted adventure today is centralia centralia illinois Ooh. i don't know oh. i didn't look up any of the centralia yeah so uh which is home to another elmwood cemetery <laughs> of course is, it is 
which is home to about 17,000 residents, including oh. Harriet Annie Mitch Marshall, not Mitchell, who passed away after contracting diphtheria shortly after her 11th birthday in 1890. Oh, baby. Yes, very sad. Her parents, Dr. Winfield Marshall and his wife, Euline, were heartbroken at the loss of their only daughter. An obituary read, quote, The heartbroken parents have the sympathy of the entire city and community. The Aww. floral pieces were numerous and beautiful. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. So her monument, and I could not get a picture of the whole thing. It's like this massive Greek, like, palace-looking thing. It's got okay. four columns. It's just this big, gorgeous building looking thing yeah and on top of the monument is a nearly life-size statue of a young girl with a violin with long hair and so annie was a very talented musician with the violin um and it was thought she was to be like one of the best violinists in her community and a small stone that sits next to the main monument reads each year of your life was a new song more delightful than all before. That is beautiful. It is. And the I little statue that. is so adorable. It's just this Aww. cute little girl with her violin. And so the the spooky, spooky component to this is that many in the area claim that if you visit the cemetery at night, you can hear the music of a violin coming from within the cemetery. Oh. So it's believed that it's Annie playing for you. Um her statue is said to glow on Halloween and weep green tears, but oh. the tears are attributed to the weather and mold. Yeah. Um, and sadly, it's the violin that she played has gone missing, like her actual oh, no. violin. Oh, wow. Um, there was an estate sale um, and someone in her family had an estate sale and someone purchased a violin case. But it was empty when they opened it. So her violin has gone missing, or has it? Um, and and sadly, it seems like uh, people have st- like broken off the stone violin. Oh, don't um, do that. But I mean, if she's got her actual violin, then she doesn't need her stone one. So true. true. That is uh, again Elmwood Cemetery in Centralia, Illinois. I love Aww. that. Yeah, cute Aww. little sweet baby. I know. Annie Marshall. So that's the first one, short and sweet. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I'm going to let you guys, do you guys want scorned lover, witch, or possibly from another dimension, witch? scorn lover. Yeah. Let's go scorn lover. Okay. So I am going to tell you about the cursed memorial of Colonel Buck. Um, Colonel Buck is in Buck Cemetery in Bucksport, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> In case you're wondering, he founded this damn town. Wow, I'm shocked. Um, I really want to go to Maine. Maine is on my list of oh, like, yes, yes. And it's not just like the Stephen King element. It's like I want to eat lobster rolls. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and like hang out at a really cool beach. Yep. Anyway, if you're in on Maine, our bucket list. Exactly. If you're in yeah, Maine, if you're in Maine, let us let save me know. You. Exactly. Yes. Unless you're a serial killer. Yeah, in which case, don't do that. Um, and it, I also like the story because it reminded me of a story that was in one of my scary stories books when I was Ooh, a youngin. Nice. Um, it's not the same, but it's pretty similar. So uh, during the early years of Bucksport, Colonel Jonathan Buck, um, supposedly, 
as they say, again, this is one of those games of telephone through time. Yeah. Had a witch executed. Before she died at the hangman's noose, she cursed Buck to bear the mark of the deed that he had done. Um, And what were, I have her exact words, because they were pretty baller. Can I just say, I know this is terrible of me, and when I sit back and think about it, I'm like, no, that'd be terrible to do. But part of me really wants to curse somebody before I die. I do too. Not going to lie. Too. I, and, and I don't, I it doesn't necessarily and be have like, to be oh, bad. No, I, right. like, I just want to say something really cool and right. you know, catchy. Like, may your remote always lose its batteries. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Or may so, you never be able to find your remote. That's what we struggle exactly, with. Exactly. Exactly. May you always go on E as soon as you start the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just want a very inconvenient hex. Um, so these are... Supposedly, according to the Town of Buck Sports website, her last words. Uh, Jonathan Buck, listen to these words, the last my tongue will utter. It is the spirit of the only true and living God which bids me to speak them to you. You will soon die. Over your grave, they will erect a stone that all may know where your bones are crumbling into dust. <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs> But listen, upon that stone, the imprint of my feet will appear. And for a long time, long after you and your accursed race have perished from the earth, will the people from far and wide know that you murdered a woman? Remember well, Jonathan Buck. Remember well. Here Damn. I love it. It's so fucking metal. And Please the story on this stone. Oh, I'm getting there. The story that it <laughs> reminded me of is um, because there's several different like reasons that he had this woman executed one that he she was you know a witch heavy air quotes yeah. uh, another was that they had had an affair oh, and she was threatening to rat him out so he had her killed another was that she was pregnant and so he was covering his ass of course he was um yeah. the scary story that i cannot remember the name of nor the book that it was in because it was more than 30 years ago um was the a similar situation where a guy has his lover killed and she says, I'll dance upon your grave. He dies. Oh yeah. He dies like a month or so later. And for all eternity, you just see footprints all over uh, the ground in front of his yeah. tombstone. Cause she's dancing on his grave. And I'm like, metal. Yeah, um, super that metal. radicalized baby Hannah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she prophesies that, hey, you know, I'm going to make my mark appear on your gravestone. And it said the prophesied mark is apparently a water stain in the shape of a pointed stocking that appeared on a monument honoring him 75 years after his death. Again, variations of the story liven it up in one version instead of hanging her. He has her burned and her leg falls off and rolls out of the fire at his feet, which is also fucking metal. And another she Again, like we talked about, she just was pregnant and he had her executed to cover his ass. Um, and another version, her baby was already born and he was like a ghoul. He's like really deformed. And when the leg falls off, he grabs it and runs away with it into the woods, <laughs> which would be an amazing cryptid story. Um, yeah. so whatever the story um, there is his, he has a giant obelisk um, at his grave and there is indeed a stain in the shape. And I'm going to send it to you girls. 
in the shape of a stocking. I'm going to put it in the chat. Luhu, didn't you cover something similar on one of your haunted? Oh, I'm sure. I like I I kept looking. Ooh, yeah. And I think I actually came across this one oh, yeah. uh, when I was looking at, for stories. Uh, but yeah, no, that's definitely. Isn't it cool? Yes. yes. So yeah, so that is in Bucks. <laughs> what is it? Bucksport, Maine. Um, and what's really cool is on the Atlas Obscura article, which is where I got like most of this. Um, the pictures are from J.W. Ocker, who also wrote a book called The United States of Cryptids, um, which is really, really good. And you should check it out. <laughs> Very cool. So that is Scorned Lover Witch. Cool. Here for now. it. Wait, no, remember, we're going to, because I've got two more. So Sheena's going to go next. Yeah. Yeah. Sheena, okay. then, okay. yeah. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So um, my story is like a full lengther. So um, just sit back and enjoy. Yeah. Get your um, popcorn. Get your yeah. drink. Put your feet yeah. up. Um, to begin the story, I'm just going to say I love a man with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We have had discussions about this. Yes, we have. That's all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> Picture it. Today, Evergreen Cemetery in Leominster, Massachusetts. Did I say that right? I meant to look it up. I forgot. Sorry. You know we can't pronounce things for New England. Grief brain. A man named Joseph Palmer is buried there, and he has a very lovely, large monument with his likeness carved into it. His face with a long, full beard. And beneath his likeness, the stone reads, persecuted for wearing the beard. Oh, I almost did him. I'm so glad I decided <laughs> not to. I, I know, because like, as soon as you started saying haunted statues, I was like, please not, let it not be one of mine. Please let it not be one of mine. We're so, well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. He's not haunted. No. no um, he's just got but, a cool ass story. <laughs> right. He does, and he's got a cool Everybody's beard. Everybody's jealous of his sick facial hair. Something like that. So let's meet this fashion criminal. Yes. Joseph Palmer. So Joseph was born in eight in 1789 in Leominster, Massachusetts. I bet they say it like Leominster yeah. or something. Girl, I don't know. I don't We're know. from Mississippi. Have fun <laughs> with it, Yankees. Um, and I, I'm not sure of his exact birthday, so I don't really know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know much about his childhood, but I do know that when he did get older, he served in the War of 1812. Good and for him. That, he began farming. So he's like your typical early 1800s dude, right? Cool. I don't care. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Fast forward to the 1920s. Joseph starts to wear a beard. Is this anyone's business but his own? No. No, it's not. It's no one's business. I mean, it's not like they were completely out of fashion then. Oh, yes, they were. Were they? Yes. Completely out of fashion. I thought, well, like we had bearded presidents up until like Kennedy. Eh. Did we, though? They had mutton chops. They had a lot of things, but they didn't always have a beard. Okay. Um, it, It's possible that Joseph was influenced to wear a beard by an even a, an evangelist called Lorenzo Dow, who he heard speak when he was a child. We should maybe cover this guy at some point, but maybe not because I'm about to tell you that a That would about definitely him. go with like our spiritualist yeah. thing well, that we're wanting to do at some point. 
Well, he's not so much a spiritualist. He's just a really weird preacher. Um, <laughs> that counts in my opinion. <laughs> he was a super eccentric guy. He It said he preached to more people than any other preacher in his era, which is saying something without, you know, a TV or a radio. No he kidding. only owned one set of clothes. Oh, so when he they were literally falling off of his body, someone would donate a new suit. to him. I bet that smelled <laughs> fresh. He never did any kind of personal hygiene. And I know hygiene was not a big deal back then. You know, bathing was not. But even for those times to be stinky, can you you were stinky? You had to have been smelling absolutely horrific. So he only had the one set of clothes. He wore his hair long and he wore the long beard. So there's no telling what is living in that long beard. Like if you're not doing any kind of hygiene, never brushing, never washing, I can't imagine what's living inside that beard. Anyway, um, his autobiography, though, was at one time the second best-selling book in the United States, exceeded (laughs) only by the Bible. Goddamn. This guy had America uh, hanging on every drop of gunk falling out of his beard oh god Um, that was a visual i didn't need you're welcome um so yeah so why do we care that then joseph started wearing a beard like this guy we shouldn't it's not our business like i said but beards were not in style in the 1820s that's crazy not at all everyone joseph knew decided his beard was their business and they considered him weird and slovenly for wearing it it's like if your best friend gets a mullet it's like okay well i wouldn't do that but but more power do you you. (laughs) you do you i don't care like what people do with their bodies is not my business, my dude. Though I do like that they're policing a man instead of a woman for a oh, change. Oh, just wait. Oh, so, fuck. Like, this is I. I've never. I've never in my life. This story just got wilder and wilder. I so, love okay, this. so people started calling him the old Jew and oh. started openly making fun of him. I wonder like, if that's out- why they didn't like the beard. It's too Semitic That's what for I him. wonder too. Yeah. Um, and people would openly make fun of him. They would openly ask him, like, why are you wearing a beard? Like, again, my dudes, mind your own business. The moral panics that will happen of the swear. weirdest shit. Just wait. One minister even asked him, Palmer, why don't you shave and not go around looking like the devil? Oh my God. You literally just likened him to Satan. Oh, Joseph God. replied, and this is a pretty good reply. Are you not mistaken of your comparison of personages? I have never seen a ruler of the sulfurous regions with much of a beard, but if I remember correctly, Jesus wore a beard not unlike mine. Oh, mic drop. Yeah. Mike that drop. a boy. Get him. In May 1830, so Palmer's about 41. He is living his best bearded life. Four men armed with scissors and razors attacked him and tried to forcefully shave his face. I wish I had nothing else to worry about in my life. I swear to God. Right. Like ridiculous. This is no one's business. And it's not even that big of a deal. It's his it's on his face. You have to wear it. You don't have to look at it if you don't want to. You can look the other way. I mean, I could see if he had like a family of squirrels in there or something. (laughs) Like the other guy probably did. Right. But this guy does not. Like, I I do not get it. But man, people, and maybe this is just an American thing. Maybe it's not. Where we can't mind our own fucking business. uh, Over what someone else is doing. Like, it blows my mind. Anyway, well, he fends these guys off. 
Um, he used his own knife oh. and he cut two of his attackers in the legs. Damn right. And because life has never been fair, Joseph was the one who was arrested. He Are you fucking charged, kidding me? Just wait, Hannah. Charged with unprovoked I'm so annoyed. assault. Unprovoked oh. assault. Unprovoked. They charged him $10 as a fine. And $40 in court fee. And then his bond was $700. Jesus, he, that's a lot for I now. Know, that's a lot of money. And he wouldn't pay any of it. because Good for him. Like, if I pay this money, I'm basically consenting that I'm guilty. Right. Yeah. So he was thrown in jail where he stayed for the next 15 months. Oh, my fucking God. He kept a journal of his stay in the jail. It reads like the worst trip advisor review ever. <laughs> he wrote about all. I mean, some of this is serious, but some of it is kind of funny. He recorded all of the verbal and physical abuse he endured both from fellow prisoners and from the guards. Um, other prisoners threatened to cut his beard because, of course, they did. He was placed in solitary confinement for a while. He was starved. But Joseph, the king of petty, because I love it. The most petty, stubborn man I've ever heard of in my life. It's Joseph New Paul. Englanders. This is really New England. <laughs> he gave as much crap back to his jailers as they gave to him. That a boy. He wrote the local sheriff constantly about yes. the poor conditions of the jail and Be a karen do it he was he was the straight up karen once he even sent a package to the sheriff containing all of the tiny morsels of food he'd been given in one day just to prove that he was not giving they were he they were not feeding the prisoners right enough, love which it like, i love that yes like three crumbs in a box here for it um so, yeah, he refused to pay the fine and he was so, I mean, he could have paid and gone on, but no, he was like, no, no, no fuck no. you. Um, and he also publicized all of this. He would write letters from the jail that were published in local newspapers. So everyone Hello. is like, what? <laughs> what is happening here? So finally, I mean, this is 15 months of this. So finally, the local authorities and officials, they consider his imprisonment to be embarrassing because they're like, dude, he barely cut these other guys. He shouldn't have been in jail this long. You know, and that, again, it wasn't unprovoked. It wasn't unprovoked. They even sent committees to the jail to try to convince him to leave. And he would not do it. <laughs> they said they would waive the $700 bond if he would just pay the fine and court fees. He said, if I ain't a safe person to have my liberty, I ought not to go out. And I'm ah. willing to stay in confinement till I am. Love it. Okay, my dude, just double down on this beard. So finally, <laughs> the judge over the case went to him, went to Joseph in jail and literally begged him, like, please give in. He also wrote, um, brought along a letter that Joseph's mom had written him, begging him to come home. Now, his mama was in her 80s. Oh, my so God. Of course, this lady's like, please, son, I'm 80 something. Please come home. And in 1820s, she was pre-revolution. I know. Um, so. He finally gave in in August of 1831. He paid his fine. You got to listen um, to your mama. Yeah. So he still wore his beard. And because he was so hard headed about leaving jail, people openly mocked him. They made fun of him. Jesus. First get of off all, this for the man's beard. Dick. I know. And then they were like, 
you know, you also just sat in jail when you didn't have to, my dude, like drama king. Um, uh, as also, if they weren't the dramatic assholes who started it to begin with. I'm like, everyone in this story is slightly ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. But I will say this. This is cool. They're like Joseph's, the progenitors of HOAs. I'm <laughs> telling you. Joseph ta- Joseph's time in jail inspired him to fight for prison reform and abolition. Oh. So good for him. In the early oh, yeah. 1840s, he attended the Chardon Street Convention in Boston where he met Rent. Ralph Waldo Emerson and Amos Alcott, the father of Little Women writer Louisa May Alcott. Um, And Amos Alcott was also an advocate for women's rights. He sounds like a cool guy. He does. Um, There are a bunch of other prominent people there. Um, But by getting to know Amos Alcott, he was introduced to the Fruitlands Experiment. And he Uh joined this commune in 1843. So let's talk about this weirdness for just a little bit. I mean, absolutely. It, it sounds weird and it doesn't either. Part of me is like, oh, that sounds nice. And then I'm like, no, that y'all, y'all, y'all ain't doing it right. So Fruitlands <laughs> was a utopian agrarian commune. Oh, boy. Oh, Started no. Started by yes, Amos, it was. <laughs> Amos Alcott and Charles Lane. It was based on transcendentalist principles. Oh, which boy. If you don't know about that, it believe the core belief is the inherent goodness of people in nature and people are at the best when they're truly self-reliant and independent. So they were basically going to live on this land and grow all the food they needed and be happy, right? Oh, well, 1800s stinky hippies. Ooh. I'm telling you, <laughs> the commune only lasted seven months. Imagine that. Because Look, it was just too difficult to farm people in the are area. Bad at communes, okay? They never work. They never work. Joseph was the only one who like succeeded at this commune because it was well, he was days. a farmer. Yeah, and he was a farmer, so he was like, I'm and good, he's y'all. just like, petty enough to stick it out. He is like he will stick it out. So, um, he did buy the land from when the commune fizzled out, and he, okay. Um, Started basically like kind of starting his own farm and house there. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson and H- Henry David Thoreau would visit him there. He welcomed oh. anyone who would visit him there, not just famous people, but like transients and writers and reformers. That's cool. Supposedly, his neighbors called it Old Palmer's Home for Tramps. <laughs> Yet again, can everyone mind their own business and stop making fun of him? So he like, was like the Ken Kesey of his day. I like it. Yeah, I'm like, let him have his own land and farm and home. And if he wants, to he let sounds like in, a cool dude. Honestly, I'm like, why are you so mad that he's letting tramps in there? Like. What is it your business? Right. Shut up. Anyway. He's keeping them off your land, so just chill. Now, he did try to start a second commune with oh, Charles Lane, and that didn't pan out either, so whatever. Um, and going back to the Alcotts, Louisa May Alcott based the character Moses White on Joseph in her book called Transcendental Wild Oats, which okay. I have never read. No. I'm, I'm going to sure have to find it. Great. Good for you, Louisa. Well, I like um, most of everything she writes, so yeah, I'm, pro- sure. I'm sure I'm it's sure lovely. It's yeah. Um, and by the way, I've not mentioned it because it didn't seem to be a big deal in any of, ha- of his biographies, but he was married. Okay. Um, he was married to Nancy Palmer. She died in 1859, and they had two kids, a daughter also named Nancy, who died in 1893, and Thomas, who died in 1907. Oh, Okay. 
But our buddy, bearded buddy, Joseph Palmer, <laughs> died on October 30th, 1873, oh. at the age of 84. By Damn. the time he died, beards were back in style. <laughs> of course they were. He knew if I just waited out long enough. <laughs> he was not going to cut that beard. I love it. So he is buried at Evergreen Cemetery in Leo Minster, or however you say it, Leo Minster, whatever. Leon Minster. Yeah, Massachusetts. And he has, like I said, a large monument, has his face and his famous beard. And it does. By damn, he was going with the beard. Persecuted for wearing the beard. I love that that's how it's worded. Persecuted for wearing the beard. I mean, a beard. The beard. The beard. I fucking love this dude. (laughs) Um, May we all be so petty. I know. This is hilarious. His wife and daughter, um, who, as I said, they're both named Nancy. They are buried alongside him. His son was a dentist, and he is buried at Laurel Hill Cemetery in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Um, Evergreen Cemetery in Massachusetts does seem to have a cool couple other burials. It looked like it was a pretty big cemetery, but they were mostly... um, old white dudes they were u.s congressmen and civil war officials and generals and that's cool oh yeah massachusetts yeah but i was more excited about joseph palmer and his uh petty grave and his beard i love it well he seemed to do pretty good job on the parenting end i mean his kid was a dentist yeah and you know Good, good for his family. They, they seem like they were cool. I guess. I mean, I don't know, know anything about beard, them. They seem nice. <laughs> having a beard didn't seem to stop him from, you know, parenting. Or I'd have whatever. at least one beer at their house, you know, yeah, just to check, too. just I mean, to check it out and see. Throw <laughs> sound and groovy might be coming right, by. and then exactly. maybe a couple of tramps. And I'm sorry, but give me the tramps over the rich folks. 1800s anyway, tramps? I bet you stories. that shit is wild. <laughs> Don't you know one of them, if not more, probably committed some of those crazy axe murders? Like, oh, you absolutely. Know they they had to have, like, there was oh, some shiznit. Stories. Oh, he was these absolute. Stories. This was the electric Kool-Aid acid test of the 1800s, yes. and I'm <laughs> here for it. All right, so that is my dude, Joseph Palmer. Yes. Okay, we are now officially fans of Joseph Palmer. Yes, no. <laughs> Rest in oh, petty, my king. Rest in exactly, petty. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So this next one is also very short. Um, so we are now making our way to Oakwood Cemetery in Raleigh, North Carolina. Ooh. It is home to more than 20,000 residents, including... The Ratcliffe Angel, a monument believed to be able to rotate her head. Yes. And spin it around. Maybe even flutter her wings. (gasps) Yes. The statue marks the grave of Etta Rebecca White Ratcliffe, who died after suffering a cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 37 on May 28, 1918. Cerebral hemorrhages scare me so much because they can just happen. After spending a month at the Dorothea Dix Hospital, which was a psychiatric, (laughs) which was a psychiatric hospital. Oh dear! Why was she committed? Why was she there a month? Why did she suffer cerebral hemorrhage while at this hospital? (gasps) Don't tell me they hit her. I have no idea. Damn it! Find anything. So no idea. I do like it was the Dorothy Dix hospital. I'm 12. Leave me alone. Well, and like she had four kids. So it's not like she had like a litter. 
Uh, right. Like, yeah. like maybe she had like 12 kids and just, you know, so lost her fucking so, mind. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a mystery that Wild. if I had had more time, maybe I could have found some stuff. Probably not. But, but that was back in the day where if you got lippy with your husband, they'd put you in one. Yeah. They would and 100%, he, which is so terrifying. Her husband was a local knitting factory magnet. So, okay. like, a knitting factory, like, so I guess her, her husband made, made made some money, so that also makes sense why she would be committed. But, yeah, that's yeah. didn't know that hmm. was a thing. Um, so he ordered a statue carved in her exact likeness from Italy. On its way to Raleigh, the ship sank, and the oh, statue shit. spent the next several years underwater before no. it was retrieved and placed over her grave at the cemetery. Damn. And so according to the legend, the statue watches people who enter the graveyard. Like, she's like Ooh. the Mona Lisa. Her eyes follow you. <laughs> I love uh, it. During the day. But at night... Visitors claim her head rotates completely like a you. exorcist type thing. Yeah, sh- like her entire head what? follows you wherever oh, you are. What do I, I have to do it. to see this? What I would what? shit my pants, but it would be would fucking great. It. For yes. it. Well, and there's a crack on her neck. Oh. So they say that's proof the head moves. Okay. Um, and of course. Halloween night is the night she is extra active. Well, yes. Of course. It is believed her head will rotate 12 times that one night a year. Oh. And you hear the fluttering of wings if she likes you. Like, so I guess she'll flutter her wings. But, yes. So that is the Ratcliffe Angel. Okay. It's a very, very beautiful statue. But, yes, that's uh, North Carolina. I love it. Spooky statue. North Carolina okay. has some they have some interesting well that's when I was listening to the last podcast series about Blackbeard I didn't realize like all of that was just off the coast of fucking Carolina I was yeah, like, why did I think banks. this was like in England like what no, is happening uh, yeah I was like wait they were in North Carolina they were on Myrtle Beach with this shit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly exactly okay so now we're going to get into more witchery and we're going back to Illinois <laughs> so uh Driving along one of the many county roads in the miles of Illinois cornfields, a gravel road will lead you to the town of St. Omer, or what's left of it, at least. It's cemetery. Um, and modern, it's considered part of Ashmore, Illinois, which is south and kind of close to Indiana. So obviously nowhere I've ever been. <laughs> I was about to say, is it somewhere you drive past on your way back from Memphis? No, but no, 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 no. <laughs> Other side. Um. So the cemetery is all that's left of this town of St. Omer. The ghost town might have been forgotten if not for the strange Barnes Monument, the subject of a local witch legend. The Barnes gravestone is a ball on top of a pyre. So it's really cool. So you have like a stack of logs and then you have this perfectly round sphere that has the information carved into it. Um, And people I've noticed in some of the pictures, they'll put a candle on top of it, which is really cool. Um. While many of the other graves in the cemetery are oriented east to west, this one faces north and south. Four people are buried there. Marcus Barnes, his parents Granville and Sarah, and his wife Caroline, whose state of de- whose stated date of death could never have happened. February 31st, 
The prevailing lore is that Caroline Barnes was a witch, or at least accused of being one. She was hanged, or depending on who you ask, burned or buried alive for her crimes. (laughs) The sphere atop her tombstone is actually a crystal ball, which is said to glow on moonless nights. The impossible (laughs) date is actually a preventative measure. The witch would rise again on her death date, but if her death date never happened, she can't reappear. Oh, my God. Clever. (laughs) People who claim that the... That reminds me of in Parks and Rec where April scheduled everything for March 31st because she thought it wasn't a real date. And then it was (laughs) in all of Ron's meeting. (laughs) So, yes, April Ludgate has ancestors in Illinois. (laughs) People also claim that film photographs of Barnes' grave won't develop, though digital seems to do fine as I have seen several (laughs) pictures of it. But maybe it just doesn't like film. And that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, break out the good shit or don't come near me at all. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Or that secret rituals are carried out there in the dead of the night, which if I were going to, if I were a shitty kid in a small town in Illinois wanting to do secret rituals, that'd be the place I'd go. I'd do it too, yeah. Um, And that last claim seems to give, have some credence to it as it is repeatedly found with melted white candle wax dried on top of it. So somebody's putting a candle on it. True, but but let me just say too, don't, don't go throwing random things on on grave sites right for realsies like, yeah like this one monument. putting a candle on it i kind of think carolyn barnes would be like <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> but I, I anyone else yeah that. yeah yeah like with Gigi allen's stuff he <laughs> wanted you to shit on his grave so literally you know, do that do that but everyone else leave them alone yeah um in reality there are few facts to back up the accusation of witchery which has never stopped anyone before so why don't we <laughs> I don't know why it starts now um and the local lore seems to have spring sprung out of some weird anomaly surrounding the tombstone there is however some tragic history surrounding the barnes family marcus Uh-oh. barnes died in a sawmill accident in 1881 oh, no no yeah no, um, that just yeah. doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> An 1881 sawmill accident. I can uh-uh. only fucking imagine. No. Uh-uh. No. And he was buried with his parents, Granville and Sarah. Mm. So just two months later, Caroline died of pneumonia at the age of 23. Babies. Yeah. Her actual date date of death was either the 26th or the 28th of February. February 31st was likely just a typo that was way too expensive to fix, not to mention that there was no one left in the Barnes family to fix the error. So this whole family just gone. Yeah. In fact, there wasn't anyone in town. The town of St. Omar, only Omer, Omar, I'm not sure, only held about 40 to 50 families, a post office, a blacksmith, and a general store. By the time the Barnes family died off, the town had done the same. Now, fittingly, oh, all that remains of St. Omer is the cemetery. It does say, aside from the mysterious monument, the remote and serene cemetery has other old graves that are worth looking at. So if the entire town in like the 1880s kind of just disappeared, there's probably some cool shit in that cemetery. Yeah, I bet there is. Absolutely, yeah. It's a brief walk through history that Caroline Barnes is somewhat responsible for keeping alive. Oh, bless her heart. It says um, visitors also leave coins on her cemet- on her marker, which I, I like that. If you're going to leave yeah. something, leave coins. Yeah, yeah, something like that because, yeah, the wax is going to, you know. Yeah, and she was born January 23rd, 1858 and died <laughs> February 31st, yeah. 1882. 
Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm trying to readjust my screen. Readjust my screen. Does Luhu have one more? I yep. do. I do. So we take our grab bags seriously. Yeah, we do. Yes. Well, I just wish there was more information in mine. So, but this one is, I got a little bit, uh, I'm trying to open it up so I can read it a little better. Let's see. I want to see your beautiful faces while I read this too. Love Let's it. See if I can lower, minimize. There we go. Ah, yes. Go. All right. So now. We moved from Oak Wood in Raleigh to Oakland Cemetery. Which Lots is of oak. The main cemetery for Iowa City, Iowa, since oh. opening in 1843. Okay. I forget how old to- the Midwest is sometimes. <laughs> it is home to an eight and a half foot tall bronze angel statue. Oh. That was sculpted by Czech American sculptor Mario Corbell. It was commissioned by Teresa Feldevert, an immigrant from what is now the Czech Republic, but at the time was known as Bohemia, which Ooh. didn't know that was a real place. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. The White Queen. She was the Queen of Bohemia. So according to what I was able to find, Teresa immigrated to Iowa City with her son, Edward. In 1877, there is no information about Edward's father, uh, <laughs> who was Dolezal, uh, was his last name. Uh, so I guess he either died or they left him. Something happened. Right, yeah. 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 Eddie, as her son was known, wanted to be a doctor and got a job at the local drugstore. But sadly, he died from meningitis at the age of 17. Ooh. She buried him at Oakland. Below a statue shaped like a tree stump with an axe embedded in it to depict a life cut short. And y'all, this is I love tree stump. I do too. I do have a picture of it. Uh, The inscription reads, quote, like a bud just opening, commenced my life to be, but death came without mercy, without pity. The Lord had sent for me. I was not granted time to bid adieu. Do not weep for me, my dear mother. I am at peace in my cool grave. So it's it's very, very beautiful. Yeah. Um, she would leave Iowa City and marry two more times um, and live uh, like in Oregon, I think is where she settled before she and her husband, Nicholas, moved back to Iowa City. And following Nicholas's death in 1911, Teresa sought a sculptor to build a statue to honor her family. She chose Corbell as he was an up-and-coming sculptor with experience working with bronze. Around 1912, she had her husband's remains disinterred and cremated while she waited for the statue to be finished. With what limited information I was able to find, she apparently wasn't happy with the statue because at some point it was black. Um, Mm -hmm. The artist felt like shiny bronze wasn't going to be stupid. And I think I agree, you know, whether we'll, you know, I don't yeah. know how it turned black. Uh, you know, well, that's of- like the one that's in Graceland. He's bronze. The mm-hmm. silent yeah, statue silent. guy. Yeah. yeah. He's bronze, but it's, yeah, really dark. And then it gets the green patina. Yeah. yeah. So uh, despite her not being happy with it it was erected at the grave site in 1918 and nicholas's ashes were placed in the base of the statue and eddie's remains were eventually removed from his initial spot to be closer to the mother's plot that's sweet Um, 
Teresa died in 1924 at the age of 88. Yeah, and after her time. cremation, her ashes were added next to her husband's. The inscription on the statue reads, "Oh, Rodina Felder, Rodina Felder Tova," which translates to the Feldevert family in Czech. Okay. Uh, the statue also includes Nicholas's birth and death years, but also includes an inscription in her native Bohemian, which, according to the Oakland Cemetery website, translates to. Quote, the sun and clouds stood above my journey. There were tough and joyful days in my life. You did my work just to make the world better. You fold your hands and your head goes down. Your spirit flies away where everlasting reward is waiting for you after hardship. Hmm. Oh, I like that. And now to the spooky parts. Yes, (laughs) let's get it. According to legend. The statue's black color is due to the dark nature of Teresa. And I do have a photo of Teresa. And segue, have y'all ever seen the movie Dead Silence? It's like from the early 2000s. Yes, with the weird with the puppets. puppets. Yes. And the spooky old so. ventriloquist lady. Like, yes, it is ridiculous. Looks, and I love it. <laughs> she looks like the spooky old ventriloquist lady. She okay, so she looks like as, a scary Roma look! lady. Yes. Love it. Like, you'll see the picture. I love a weird bitch. Drop it. She's spooky as fuck. (laughs) I'm sure she was just a sweet old lady, but she looks terrifying. Um, On the dark and stormy night of her burial, because isn't that how all these stories always go? Look, if it's not dark and stormy, the day of my, like, some, you know, Mm -hmm. home going or whatever my family decides to do, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. And it happened at night. And, I mean, she's really burying her at night. Burying her at night. Yes, yes. And she was cremated. So it's like, it's not going to take that You know what? I like to think she just had a flair for the fucking dramatic. And, you know, she did. I'm I'm here here for it. it. (laughs) Yes. Do do what you got to do. A lightning bolt struck the angel and turned it black immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Which it is, from what I could tell, it was black from the get go, but whatever. Right. Yeah. Another rumor states that the angel guards a portal to hell. Hell yeah. Rather than looking up towards the heavens like most angels in cemeteries, this one is looking down. So, ah. Other statues claim the statue went black because Teresa had promised she would be faithful to her husband. And it's showing that she was not. But (gasps) I mean, she had been married at least three times. So, I mean, like, come on, dude. Uh, Another. Which I hate this one claims that her son didn't die of meningitis. She was responsible for her son's death. No, which is a bunch of bullshit because it's obvious she loved her son. Right. You don't build that big of a monument if you hate your kid. Yeah. Yeah. So then came the college kids because apparently this is a college town. Oh, Jesus. If a girl is kissed by the statue, she will die in six months. Oh, Jesus. I'm tempted to try that, but I'll why hasn't this been answer. a supernatural episode? <laughs> Worse <laughs> yet, <laughs> if you kiss the statue, you will die instantly. Well, oh, touch, I'll try that. Touch Let's the statue. Don't you dare! Come on, touch the statue at midnight. You'll be dead in seven years. Okay. Right? Don't walk under her wings, or you'll suffer a tragic miscarriage. She well, see, hey, that's we've hey. solved the abortion problem. I was right just there. about to say, anyone who does not want, <laughs> let's go traipsing through the cemetery, y'all. Come on, but but at the same time, like, I mean, I just want to try that just to see what would happen. However, anyway, 
the curse of the black angel can be lifted only when a virgin receives a kiss in front of her. Oh, Jesus. Then she will return to her original shiny bronze color. Virgins in this economy? Yeah, exactly. That's what, well, okay. Although yeah. many virgins have attempted to lift the curse, none have proven successful. Because <laughs> they were hoes. And yeah, the legend were. of the Black Angel lives on to haunt the next generation of co-eds. I love it. <laughs> and let, let, like, let me see if I can quickly find. Hold on. Man, I need to find a picture of her because she is scary. I love it. But you know, of course, all those ladies back then, a lot of them look kind of scary. Oh, yeah. Smiling. So Eastern European women, when they age, they look witchy. (laughs) (laughs) I know what I can do. I can go to. Which I've always said that, like, I hope when I get older. I want to look considered... straight out of central casting. I want to can be considered like the village witch, and I hope absolutely. I'm ready for me. it. I am yeah, so same. prepared. I'm going to lean into it, and it's going to be awesome. See, we're all going to live together, so we can be like that's that big group of lesbian witches. <laughs> like we're not lesbians; <laughs> we're just witches. Yep, we can be like the spooky golden girls. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Well, I can't get the picture to pull up, but. You, you'll see it when we post the social picture. She's scary. Yes. I love it. Poor I'm heart. I'm sure it. she was just the nicest little old lady. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she was. And, you know, I was going to say, when you said, why would she build a monument to her son if she killed him? Well, to cover up her murder. <laughs> That's true. She's out here playing 4D chess. But, yeah, I don't know. I love it. So is that it for our stories? Yeah. Yes. Oh, for me. This was a very witchy grab bag. I love it. Yes. It was. Witches and beards. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know what? If somebody came out and said that our bearded friend was a male witch, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could yes. see that too. Cracks, yeah, I, 100%. Um, yeah, I like how when we grab bag, we always grab bag in very interesting ways. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I like that about us. Yes. Um, we do have a theme for next week. It is explorers and adventurers. Yay! So yes. who knows who we will dig up in that episode. Um, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, Lou, who, if people want to find us online, where can they We're find us? We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cemetery Row Pod. Or you can send us an email to CemeteryRowPod at gmail.com. Tell us your cool cemetery shit. Because a lot yes. of the ideas that we've gotten from stories have just been friends of mine being like, have you heard of this? And I've yeah. been like, no, Same I nice. have not. Let me go into it. Yes. Very yeah, cool. I'm here for it. And leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. Yes. Um, we've gotten some new followers and some like commentary and stuff lately. And you have to know how happy that makes our little hearts. <laughs> I know. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Now See I really want to do. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> bye.